Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please shut up yourself up and please put your hands together for your host. Cameron Espacino and Rhea It's real weird. Confusing. So confusing. I'm going to tell you why, the audience. Um, <laughs> this is the first time that I have left the house, except to go to urgent care, <laughs> since December 30th. 30th. Today is January 9th. Not December the 30th. The last time I left the house was December 30th. <laughs> Today was the second time she's been in the car. Yeah, because Rhea drove me to urgent care. Because I couldn't drive myself. Because I was too sick. Yeah, so sick she couldn't drive. So sick I couldn't drive with a cold. (laughs) A fucking cold. I'm being serious. It was... I. How many days did I just be on the couch? It, like eight of the ten eight. days. And it also, Rhea, tell the people what my normal resting energy level is. Um, like zero. You don't rest. You like don't stop. You I think that's like a hundred. A hundred. Okay. I don't understand this. You forgot what the scale is. Yeah, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Look at my outfit. I don't know what you're talking about. You got, I, wore, I wore this all day. You got really loungy. Yeah, man. I've been taking care of this very sick person for 10 days. I know. Plus, your hair is so long and floppy. I know. I'm like a different person. You look like so much hair. like a director. What the shit? Yeah. You love to say I look like a... I've never said Over that. Over there! See? I have literally Perfect. never said that one time. I've said that one time. You say that all the time. When? Every time I'm like, do I look dressed up enough? You're like, yeah, you look like a director. I don't remember saying that, but that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's our five-year anniversary of doing this show. What in the world? <laughs> I don't know. Also, Ryan's in the booth, and he produces the show. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from Ryan. Yeah. And Hannah's over there, and Hannah produces this show. And we got Cody taking photos for us. Yes. Woo! And also, there's an amazing lineup of comics. Absolutely. And I don't even know if she's actually standing out here right now. Our friend Emily Gordon is also here. We Uh should just mention that our friend Emily Gordon is just here just hanging out with us. And wrote an amazing movie called The Big Sick. Yeah. That was not about me. <laughs> not about you being sick. It was instead about Emily's like much more serious <laughs> yeah, event. Yeah. Um, but you should, you know, you should watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway, Rhea. Yes, Cameron. What did you know. learn about me while I was sick? <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, you need to be told that it's okay that you're sick and you're laying down. That's true. You just need constant coaching. <laughs> you have hard. constant craving for soup. I bought all the soup from Albertsons. Yes. Because we're vegetarians, so that's you can only have four of the soups. Yeah. So you have to buy all of them in one single skew. I learned that word from Shark Tank. <laughs> Watch a lot of TV these days. Watching a lot of TV. 
We did watch a lot of TV. I watched this show called Godless. Mm-hmm. You did. There were some ladies in there, and they were... Didn't have any gods. <laughs> they were on the Old West. They were on it. They were on the Old West. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch? Oh, everything. <laughs> All of it. What did I watch? You finished I watched it? so much. I mean, you're not... Technically, today you're on the mend because you're doing comedy today. But I like came back in the house. I forget what I was doing. Or I was working in the other room. And I came in and she was watching... The Chris Rock helmed Down to Earth. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was like, what are you doing? Do you know what it is, though? Do you know what it is, though? Sometimes it's relaxing to put on terrestrial television. (laughs) Not space TV? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're not. Terrestrial television? On Mars? What are you talking about? Well, like the the ones that have the channels. (laughs) You can look at the guide. If I can figure out how to get there, which half the time I cannot. Yeah, I've had multiple phone calls of you being like, how is it? And I'm like, HDMI 2. No, no, I have learned that part. But it feels like if you press on demand, that should say, these are the shows. Sure. But it has to be guide. And you have to repress cable. So, I'm really anyway. sorry about that extra step, but yes, you do have to repress cable. Sometimes I also just, just a quick note. <laughs> Boy, no, I don't understand. No, excuse Hang me. On. Excuse me. This is, me. This is the whole job of me Rhea. is to interject a thought every Rhea. now and then. <laughs> You're making it longer by interrupting my interjection. All I was gonna say is, why does my remote have a VCR button on it? It's 20 fucking 17. Yeah. See? No, but technically to us, it is still 2017. It's December 30th, 2017. It's December 30th, 2017 right now. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. (laughs) As you were saying, if you go to On Demand, then there's a little separate tab that says In Progress. Uh-huh. If you go to that, it's nothing. What are you talking about? It's the last thing you just watched on demand. That's not in progress. That's paused. That should say the last thing that you watched. Paused. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be way more confusing if there was like, what's new and channels and networks and hot shows and pause. She knows all the like, things. What the fuck is the pause? I think that in progress is always trying to lure me in, but it's a red herring. If you go in there, nothing's in progress. <laughs> I've been watching. What I've been doing is I've been watch. I go to terrestrial. I go to the menu, and I see what she movie. goes to. One of the big three. She gets up. She turns the dial. I go to the menu, then I see what movie's already in progress. Uh, sure. Then I watch that, and I... That's not the in progress that they're well, talking I, about, though. But it's what it means to me. I look at what's already on, and I watch that, because I'm, I would like to watch more movies. So I watch... I just look up on my phone. What happened? <laughs> Then I watched the end of it, but literally today. 
watched. <laughs> Make me laugh so hard it's gonna make me cry. She's been real sick. I feel like at this point you're just gonna cry soup if you do actually cry. Like legit, she has only eaten soup for ten days. Just red faced soup eating all day, every day. I watched the last five minutes of seven pounds. I don't even know what this movie is. It's been is rough about. at our house. It's been real rough. I don't even know what this movie is about, but I know that. Seven pounds. Rosario Dawson lost Will Smith. <laughs> so I cried. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I cried. And that's when I came in your office and hugged you. Oh, you said that I was really happy that you were alive. <laughs> and then you were like, I'm trying to work. And you were so kind of mad. You said I broke your LeBron you, you, James poster. <laughs> You skipped the whole part of the story where you <laughs> opened the door and I had a LeBron James poster propped up against it so that my dog would leave me alone for five seconds. And then it fell over and shattered so loud. Because it fell onto your axe that you just had laying there. I'm half out of my mind on drugs. You put a glass over an axe. Yeah, I did. I, I just... And then I turned the axe up. That's how I like my office. What can I say? <laughs> I wish I could remember the movie that you started, like, an hour in. And <laughs> you started watching it. I was like, well, let's rewind it. Or maybe I even owned it on d DVD. It was Fight Holy Club. Shit. Oh, yeah. And we started watching it. Right when they go to the bar together, and she was like, so wait a minute, what happened again? Now, what does he do? Wait, where did they meet? And I was like, I'm not doing this! I'm but you explaining. did do it. I did do it. <laughs> I did. I you did, explained indeed. the whole thing. I did explain the whole thing. And we watched the end of it, thing. and I was like, oh, this is what this movie is? <laughs> what a snooze. <laughs> You did tell me that when you watched it the first time, all you did was an eye roll for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, I said it hurt my eye muscles. I'm sure you did. I feel like... What's his name? Brad Pitt? Nope. Edward Norton. Jared Leto. He wrote it. Oh, uh... Thank you. Is that how it's pronounced? Palinick, thank you. No, it's okay. Well, it wasn't fine. Who cares? Who, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mean care. Cares. But it's not, a person's it's name. Just like, for right now, who cares? Say it however you want. It's, I don't fucking care. I'm not him. He's I've only here. ever read it, so it's kind of. <clears throat> I don't even want to. This is this is just a true thing. Okay. Does, has anybody here ever read any Chuck Palinick? Yes. It's like the most. Everything is the most fucked up thing that's ever happened. <laughs> And I went, my, I have a friend mm -hmm. whose 21st birthday. Oh, God. This is just true. This is not, you don't feel, I understand you're going to be like, that's not even funny. It's just, this is just true. <laughs> I have a friend whose 21st birthday was September 11th, 2002. Wow. So his 20th birthday was September 11th, 2001. Sure. Yes. Uh -huh. And his 21st birthday was going to be the one year anniversary of that event. Uh -huh. And I knew that he was feeling weird about like going to a bar or having a party like any 
celebrated would. in any and So I but, said, mm-hmm. don't worry, Ryan. I have got us tickets to go see this author going to read their short stories. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was Chuck Palahniuk. And straight up, the first story was about somebody getting their intestines pulled out of the rectum. <laughs> And I just was like, I'm sorry, this was even worse than anything else we could be doing right now. He's Swim, still, swimming he's still pool, right? with me. Swimming pool. Yeah, that's where it happens. Yeah, that's what... The, the I, intestines, not the book reading. I think I told you that story. You did, and I think about it all the time. Well... Anyway, we saw The Shape of Water. <laughs> I don't know. We watched I'm a the big fish Doug movie Jones fan. Night. He's the guy that's in the suit... Oh, yeah. The guy that's in the suit, he's the actor that plays the fishman. <laughs> but he's also like every scary guy you've ever seen. That's yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. about Doug Jones. And he's also the... He's uh, also... Mac the Knight from the... He is actually Mac McDonald's the McDonald's commercials. Yeah. You know, like... If anyone else is Mac old as hell. Knight. Yeah, he has a moon head. That's Doug Jones. He's also the silver surfer. Yes. He's also the guy in Buffy who goes like this. <laughs> The gentleman? Uh He's everything scary that's ever existed. Yeah. He's the fish guy. So anyway, that's my review of the movie. (laughs) My review of the movie is, oh, he's got to cut his nails. (laughs) You were very upset about that. I was. As a lesbian, that would not, that movie, that costume would not be approved. With those nails. I mean, he did seem just overall very spiky, and I don't understand that because sometimes when you've like it's a couple days out of shaving your legs, you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. So like, a fish, well, yeah, you don't shave fish your man. legs. I know I don't, but you do. I do. <laughs> oh, I do shave my legs. Yeah, I shave the whole thing, top to bottom, and I have since I was eighteen. Well, you still got that hair. Yeah, I have this hair. Not anywhere else! (laughs) Isn't that kind of weird? That's almost 20 years! Yeah. I've been just slick for 20 years! (laughs) Illusion through life. But I... I I just love it! I just love it, so I'm never gonna change! (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah. Um, darling. <laughs> Dear. It's so nice to be on stage with you. Thank oh, you so yeah. much for taking care of me when I was sick. <laughs> Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, congratulations on five years of doing this show. Congratulations to you on five years of doing this Thank show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine goes backstage. Yeah. You have Wait, this. Why don't you introduce the first comic the then? Since you're in the... I didn't su- see who it is. Oh, okay, great. Awesome. Well, that's not usually my job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All I wanted to do was talk about the VCR button. I'm pretty much ready to go home. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. You guys ready for the show? Awesome. First comic, friend of the show. Everybody's a friend here. Give it up for Sabrina Jalees. Give it up. So nice to be here, guys. Thank you for having me on your anniversary show. The hosts. Um, I am so excited. My wife is 
so very pregnant. 39 weeks, bursting. Yes. You clap so much for that. It's a good, cool thing. Clap it for pregnant wife. Always exciting to have a pregnant wife, but when you're a girl and your wife is pregnant, it's a little bit more like, yeah, I'm fucking Houdini. (laughs) How'd it happen? I fucking made it happen. (laughs) Dove. She's so biggy and weighed in at the doctor today, so all day she's just been like, I can't believe... I'm 150 pounds. Like, can you believe I'm 150 pounds? And I'm like, yeah, my fucking goal weight forever. (laughs) I can't believe it either, Shauna. Um, The weight I've tried to be since fourth grade, it's crazy. How does it feel? Just moving, gliding through life. But it is all here, so I am still the thinner one now, which is relishy in my tasty mouth. We're having a little baby with penis coming out, so gonna be boys for now. Boy coming out, which is so cutie and cool, but also first decision you have to make, do you cut the boy's penis, which is such a weird decision to put on two lesbians immediately. Like, how are you gonna style the dick? And it is just style, but people have such huge opinions on it. I feel like I can't cut the peen. I can't cut the peen. That would be mean. She's rhyming. I can't cut. That's just two gay ladies, just first thing they do with their baby, just cut the end off! Boil the balls! (laughs) Birthing class. We've gone to it many times. Many questions. Many basic questions. Last week, one guy put up his hand, room full, maybe like 100 people, um, put up his hand and was like, What if she dies? (laughs) Just like more than she's dying right now, sitting next to you in this experience of life, bringing another person into your silly Q&A questions. (sighs) People ask us, a lot of people at the class, roll up on us, roll up. Why do I, why do you say things sometimes when you're holding a microphone? Just using snacks in the middle of segues. Just roll up. Tootsie. (laughs) So they roll up on us. And (laughs) they're like, how did you decide who would carry? And like, she's just so much more femmy than... So it's just to me, I'm like, how did you decide who you carry? You know, it's like... Because we live in life and we're still just playing the same game board as society. I don't know. It seems like the butcher one has to at least offer the femier one the first crack at it. That just seems so rude if I just assumed position. It would be like insisting that my first time wearing a gown is like, on our wedding day and you will wear a tux. It's just that there's still real, I mean, we're still, I feel like I'm Sporty Spice. I carry heavy luggage. She baby spice. She carry baby. 
the right side of the country would be like so confused and probably soothed by how basic gay people can be. <laughs> like how many times if you just like put a lens into our homes, we just look like a lesbian version of King of Queens. <laughs> just, <laughs> she's trying on outfits and I'm like, babe, we're gonna be late for the sports. <laughs> Oh my God, Oprah's speech, so good. Oprah's speech, so deliciously good. Time's up. Time is up. Fucking me too. Yes, please. All of these Amelia Bedelias with dicks running around being like, what? I know good men, good men that are asking me like, they're panicked now. For the first time, they're vulnerable in this way where they're like, how do I know I'm not gonna get accused of rape? It's like, well, the clues aren't great so far, Steve. Um, that's a weird reaction. I just tell them, I'm like, if you are having sex where the theme of the sex is like, gotcha! Stop, you know? Just stop doing that. And then there's like heroes that are like being found out for doing weird Amelia Bedelia things with their dicks. And tonight's show is dedicated to Amelia Bedelia. <laughs> Gay icon, Amelia Bedelia. And it's just like, I feel like we, the judicial system, we don't have anything carved out for these, th like what do you do? Someone who like traps someone in a hotel room and masturbates, do they go to jail? You know, they do community, so what, what do they, I have a solution. If you force someone to do a weird sex thing, and it's like kind of like it's not, it's gray area. It's not like the rape is not full. You pull someone in a hotel room, you do something weird with your dick. At some point in your life, you are going to check into a hotel room. And everyone you did that to is sitting in that room with a full pint glass of their period blood. <laughs> and you don't leave the room till you drink all that blood. And I just think... Is it a punchline or is it a promise for tomorrow? Yeah, it's gross, it is gross, but sometimes justice is messy. It'd be cool to leave on that one, but I do have to tell you one more funny thing, which is that, oh, I, I went home to my Muslim family, my dad's side of the family is uh, Muslim. My, my, my father's side of my family. We are, they are, but I'm, okay. Uh, so I have this like baby to show off about. And when I first told them that I was gay, uh, they were not so happy. <laughs> They were, they kicked me out of the family. They, their reaction was like, get out! And then a couple years went by and then they missed me and they were like, come back in. <laughs> we miss you. So I was with them for the, one of the first times since this happened and now I have this like ultrasound picture to show to my aunt, right? And I'm like excited because like in both of our game boards, in like gay game board and Muslim game board, it's like in the snakes and ladders, this is a fucking ladder. <laughs> so I'm like so excited to roll up on my aunt. 
and show her this picture and I show her this ultrasound and her reaction was beautiful. She was like, oh my God, I can't believe that's a baby. You, you guys are having a baby. She was so happy for us. And then she was like, I knew it. And I'm like, oh my God, not only is she over my sexuality, but she's like vibing with me. She's like, I knew it. I knew when I saw you and I saw your belly. <laughs> I knew there was a baby in that big belly. <laughs> I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Turned my ladder into a snake. <laughs> uh, I'm Sabrina. Have a great night, guys. Oh my God, what if there isn't a femier one? <laughs> I'm so old, we have to make this decision like now. That's old. How old? <laughs> you're younger than us. You're younger than you. You're 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 younger than me. So, any thirty-four-year-olds in here? Uh, you're in. You're in. Great. That what? Thirty-five. No. I said you had to be a year younger than Rhea. And Rhea's 35. No. Do you, can we alter your birth certificate? <laughs> oh, stressful. Yeah, it is. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I got this stupid sickness from a baby. Because my sister had a baby and that baby was cute. I saw it. And it gave me a sickness. <laughs> that baby is so confusing because she kind of looks like my sister and she's little. This is a weird thing. And I don't know if anybody here is also having this in their family. So on like many cousins, uh, I have an Italian family, so it's a little bigger than Rhea's family which is basically Rhea. <laughs> and, like, people older than Rhea. Rhea's, like, the youngest person across the board in her family. I have a lot of cousins, but a lot of my cousins are single. And, like, none of my cousins have babies. So there's this one baby. This is the first baby I've seen. Also, my dad was adopted and his sister was adopted, so, like, none of my cousins look like me. Um... <laughs> which is just a true thing. Well, on the other side, on my mom's side, so my cousins could look like me, but they're all tall, so they don't look anything like me. Um, so this baby is like the first person besides my sisters that looks like me uh, that isn't my parents. 
is very weird. Anyway. I've been thinking, like, should I carry? And then I'm like, I don't wanna, you know? Do women, do, if you have, do you want to? Is there anybody here that wants to? Like, it was like, I want to. Is there anybody here that wants to? You do? You, you have that feeling? What is, how would I know if I had it? What is the feeling? I'm not talking about, like, I, some, I want to hold a baby, and I want to pay that baby's bills. But do you want to grow a baby? Do you go, do you go like, it's all empty in here, ready for you? Yes? That happens? When did this start? Twenty-three? My God! Okay. What do you do about it? You, personally. No, I just mean like, you just, it's just like a passing thing. You just go like, oh, I really gotta get a thing in there. Yeah. Ugh. Do you feel horrified? Also, what do you think about carrying a baby? Is there, cause I, is there another part of you that's like, oh my god. <laughs> Does that also happen? Or do you go like, it's gonna hurt so much, and I could just not. But I want to have kids that take care of me. When I'm old. You know, how do you do that? Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, it's tough. It's, you know, it's just tough being a person. Well, thank you for sharing your personal information. You pals ready for more show? You know, this next comic is a friend of Rhea and mine. In fact, this comic booked me for a show in Cleveland, and I brought this new comic from Chicago named Rhea Butcher to open for me, and if I hadn't brought Rhea to that show, we might never have been dating at all. So, wow, that's a lot of pressure to put on any particular stand-up comic. <laughs> but I know he can handle it. Let's hear it right now for Ramon Rivas. Give it up for Ramon. Thank you. So for Cameron. She said she just wanted to pay that baby's bills. I was like, no, nah, I'm baby. Uh... <laughs> I don't I don't like bills. I used to I used to live out in Cleveland with my dad because it was super duper free. Uh, <laughs> it was like the main positive of it. The rest of it was pretty weird, but it was pretty solid <laughs> for that. And then like I was living with them and then like my mom hit a rough financial point and so she had to move back in with my dad to save money, which was real awkward because they've been divorced for like 15, 20 years. <laughs> And so, like, I was like, man, it's real weird to have grown up in a broken home that's now coming back together because it's too broke. Uh, it, was, it was a weird dynamic. And so, like, I was just, I just wound up accidentally living with both my parents again, man. And I was like, damn, I feel like we're all kind of losers right now. Uh, like, one of us needs to get our shit together. Uh, and I thought it should have been one of them because they've been alive longer. Uh, 
But instead, I, I moved out to Los Angeles last September, uh, partially to follow my dreams of being a stand-up comedian, uh, and then mostly because I was finding it real difficult to have sex with women with my parents in the house. Uh, <laughs> and then I moved to Los Angeles, and I realized that my parents were not the problem. Uh, <laughs> I've been dealing with harsh realizations. Like I, I had a girl I was hanging out with and uh, she couldn't find her phone. So she got up to look for it and I called it and I heard it buzzing. So I picked it up and I grabbed it and I saw that my name was saved as Ramon Fuckboy. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, oh shit. I don't, I didn't think I was that. Uh, but also like, at least I'm slinging good enough D to like overcome that. Uh, <laughs> but then I'm like, man, I didn't think I didn't think I was a fuckboy. Like I felt more, I felt more like a like a feral cat. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how familiar you are with feral cats, but there's a type of cat that just like lives outside and is unloved and just kind of has to do what it needs to do to get goodbye. You know? Uh, and then there's inside cats that are like beloved, and they still kind of ignore you, but you you like having them around. Uh, <laughs> And they look the same, uh, but they're not. I don't know if you've ever tried to bring an outside cat inside. Uh, you, you very quickly, unless you have a lot of love or are very crazy, uh, you put that cat right back outside. Uh, so that's how I felt. I'm just, but I can, I can admit being a fuckboy. It's, it's led to me like I never pursued like a relationship with anybody. I was always just like, oh, let's just hang out, see what's good. And like, I had, I had someone tell me I made them feel bad. Like we hooked up a whole bunch, but they said I made them feel bad because I would call my Uber to go home too soon after we were done fucking. And I was like, oh shit, like my bad. I was just trying to beat these surge prices. Like, I was just broke. And I like starfishing when I sleep. I flop around a lot. Like, I just had a lot of other concerns for myself before I considered her shit. So I was like, okay. I just got to step back. Like, I'm trying to, like, just, like, not view women as, like, sexual objects first. Like, you want, I want you to be a person, right? And then, like, then I'm also, like, let's do the things women want to do, right? So, like, Look at them as persons, don't objectify them, let's do what they want to do. So that led me to just watching The Bachelor uh, with women as they just objectify women on the show. And I'm like, oh, this is real confusing, but cool. Uh, uh, I figured that out at some point. I feel like a lot of it is just because my parents' dynamic, like, uh, like they got divorced because my dad was like a real, like my dad is... Like, my dad came to a show I was doing one time, and this girl I was trying to talk to accidentally like, bumped into him a little bit at the bar. And she was like, oh, excuse me, sir, sorry, I'm just ordering a drink. And my dad looked at her and was like, the only time it's acceptable to call me, sir, is when I'm hitting her from the back and pulling you by the hair. Uh, which I thought was a strong first conversation with a stranger. Uh, so I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I saw like how he, how him cheating on my mom would make her feel. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And I saw the father of my sister's kids had three other kids that are the same age as my sister's three kids, but with a girl who's younger than me. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that either. 
Uh, so I was just like, let's just, I just fell into being a fuckboy, which is not good, you know? <laughs> you don't want to be that. But I, but I also understand, like, what I am. Like, I'm a broke, unemployed, like, I don't have a car. So I'm like, I don't really think that's, like, something women want to date. Uh, and I, I hung out with a the, with the, with, with the girl back in Cleveland, and we were just hanging out chatting. And, uh, and she was complaining. She was like, dating here is so hard. Like, I went on a date with this guy, and, like, he's so good looking. And then, like, he, didn't, he was living with his parents. And I'm like, that's fine. I live with my parents, too, right now because of life. And then, and then he was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really have a car right now either. She was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then like, she was like, I didn't even have a good job either. And she was like, just give me something. And I was like, hey, you remember when we were, we were hooking up? And then like, I couldn't really do more. And then you got kind of mad and you stopped hanging out with me. Uh, I was that dude, uh, but you wanted to date me. And she was like, whatever, bitch. And I was like, okay. Uh, I was just trying to save us some time. Uh, <laughs> but... It's all right. I uh, I feel like like all that makes me feel like emotionally impoverished, cause but I'm used to being financially impoverished. Like I I was talking to my student loan people recently because I accidentally answered the phone, uh, <laughs> and like <laughs> it was just a terrifying conversation. So it was just I feel this, I feel the same way most of the time. But I understand, like, I feel like I'm getting ready to get into a relationship. I just know it's a lot of work and energy and effort to get into one. Like, I asked my one female friend, I'm how junior do get together? She was like, well, I got real drunk one night and I woke up in the morning next to him and did not remember his name. And he wanted to take me to breakfast. And I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. And I left. And he got in her number. So he started texting her. He was like, hey, can I take you out for drinks? And she was like, hey, I appreciate it, but I'm not really looking for anything. So thank you. And then he kept texting her a couple weeks later. He was like, hey, we should go to this baseball game. I got this extra ticket. She was like, hey. I really appreciate it, but I'm not looking for anything. So thank you. If you could stop asking me, that'd be cool. And then he asked her out for dinner one time, and she was hungry, so she said yes. Uh, and then now they're married and have two kids. Which is beautiful, but it's also like, damn, technically, like, that dude was creepy as shit. Like, his date rape in the beginning, he wouldn't leave you alone. Like, I'm like, damn. Uh, and then I'm like, damn, so getting into a relationship is like a castle siege type of situation when he just kind of like posts up outside like, well, she's got to eat at some point. Uh, <laughs> which is, I don't know, man. I don't know how that contributes to shit, but it's like, I, I understand that most couples happen because someone persists over the other's reluctance. Like when men and women meet or when women and women, men and men meet, they'll immediately know whether they're attracted to each other or not. And one side will be like, yo, what's good? And then the other side's like, because mm -hmm. <laughs> there's like you have a certain checklist. Things have to happen in a certain order. First A, B, and C have to happen. Then maybe some D. You know, like you got to ease into it. So I start talking to people in the crowd, and everyone's like, "Yeah, I had to chase her down a couple weeks, couple months." And this one dude was like, two, three years." I was like, "Yo, two, three years? You could got an associate's degree." Uh, all right, guys. My name's Ramon. You're talking about. I miss those commercials that used to like sell associates degrees and then it would just like list all the <laughs> different associates degrees you could have and when I was a little kid I would sit there and be like gun repair there it is <laughs> I was an only child and 
visitations were in the basement, so that's how I got my entertainment, just waiting for gun repair to come around. I was like, ooh! <sighs> the word gun. Did anyone ever get an associate's degree in gun repair? It's weird that you have to have an associate's degree to do gun repair. I don't think anyone... Ever, people usually just repair their own guns, I think. And then that repairs the whole problem. Ah. <laughs> Ramona was talking about uh, courtship, and so Cameron came over and was like, tell the story! And I was like, okay, I will. But first, let me do my hot 30 seconds on gun repair. Then I will tell the story. <laughs> We'd have been, like, kind of dating a little bit. I guess you'd call it dating. We'd, like, show up at the same places all the time and be like, look at each other a lot <laughs> and then like giving each other rides home and then talking in the car for three or four hours <laughs> rolling window down rolling it back up rolling window down I really gotta go and then two hours later okay now I'm going so that had been going on for a while and then uh, one night I was like at home and I had a, a roommate for the second time in my entire life and my apartment was upstairs and the entryway was like a business entryway. It was a big glass window. And for some reason, I knew it was Cameron at the door. And I was like, hey, can you get that? Because I was like, for some reason, I don't want to go down there. I want her to come up to me. And so he went down, got the door. And I stayed in my room. And she came in. And my room was off the kitchen. So she came into the kitchen, looked in the door, and threw a snowball at me. <laughs> in my own home. And left. <laughs> And then we got married, like, five years later. <laughs> so that's how lesbians court. Just classic <laughs> peanut style. <laughs> that's how that worked. I did want to tell you guys one quick story before I bring up the next comic. Because I feel like I talk a lot about uh, people not knowing what gender I am in spaces. I hope to one day go to space so that someone in space can be like, Sir? That would be funny if I could just just do all of it. But happens all the time. And these days, I've taught myself to stop getting angry about it because the whole reason that I'm angry about it is because somebody told me I should be angry about it. And this just applies to me, obviously. I'm just talking about my, my own path. And so if that works for you, great. I'm not saying it works for everybody. But I'm just not, not going to be angry by somebody being like, oh, hello, sir, because like, they they're not, they're just getting an answer wrong that was never correct to begin with. You see. And if I don't get angry, then I'm not angry. So I'm trying to get a little less anger out of my life. Just chip away at the anger every now and then. So the other day, I went into a bagel shop. Yes, they have them here in Los Angeles. You have to go very far west for the carbs sometimes. So I went into a bagel shop and there was an older gentleman I was returning into the bagel shop. I'd already gotten my order. I needed to go back in for something extra. So there was an older gentleman talking to the older gentleman that I had already uh, encountered earlier when I ordered my bagel. He knew me. The other guy did not know me. This guy, very confused about the whole situation in the shop, just did not know where anything was, which is weird because it was all in front of him. And he kept asking, well, my wife wants some milk. Can I get some milk? And the guy was like, it's right behind you. He's like, what? Where? Didn't understand the concept of right behind you. Multiple times he kept telling him, it's right over there. And I was like, here, sir, let me help you. And I walked over, got it for him. And he was like, oh, thank you. Very nice of you. And then he walks up, can't remember the rest of his order. And then he goes, why don't you just let this young man go next? 
And the guy behind the counter, who was probably 55 years old, went, what? (laughs) And for the first time in my entire life, someone else experienced my experience. (laughs) And I just went, don't worry about it, dude. And he went like, don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't really have a punchline to that, other than I got to watch an old man experience being misgendered, probably for the only time in his entire life. And he was just like, And I just walked up and was like, could I just get a little extra avocado? Can you just put it in one of those little boats? And he was like, sure. And I just sauntered out of there with my avocado and doffed my cap to the older guy who was still fucking confused about milk. So do you guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. I did, I did look like I was working on a lawn when I went into that bagel shop, so... Anyway, I just like making fun of my own clothes. Just lawn care maintenance outfit. This next comic is a friend of the show. That's my favorite thing to say about everybody, but everyone is a friend of the show. This comedian and I have the same birthday. Can you believe it? I can't. Number one, happy birthday to your next comic, Mo Welch! Mo Welch, how's it going? What are you working on? It's great. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just at home. I just got married, so I'm just speaking. Oh, yeah, congratulations. Thanks. I'm just... Uh, trying to be a good wife yeah totally but yeah. your set that you did tonight what's that for oh right i'm no, it's okay <laughs> i'm uh, gonna be on conan next week so that's i'm awesome. just working it out what's the date for that so everybody that's, can watch uh, it if this, if this comes out in time right it's on wednesday the 17th that's awesome of january and this is this is your first late night set yeah that's great yeah i'm it's excited yeah it's did exciting you ask for anything specific in your green room no, can I do that? I don't think so. <laughs> I just like show up. I'm like a diva. I'm like, Maria said I could. Yeah, you bring me. Just bring me. Yeah. I'll yell at all of them for you. I said gluten-free crackers. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who else is on the show? I don't. Great. I don't know anything. That's good. You shouldn't know. Yeah. Hopefully it's somebody like really fun and you get to like nerd out on them. And... Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm hoping to like be awkward around some people. Yeah, be as awkward as possible. Yeah. We're like, hey, I saw you. T- I-, I dressed up as you for Halloween when I was 10. <laughs> Jim Carrey? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> but I think the pictures are problematic. Was it the mask? No, it was Ace Ventura, but it was when he goes to the, like, whatever, the, the, oh, right, right, the right. hospital, I yeah. should call it. So, like, I'm, it's probably, I bet I was 10. I didn't know. It was a yeah, movie. Yeah, didn't know. But I, yeah. I can't find the pictures. It was a solid costume, though. Well, I had it's all nice the pieces. There's no, there's no evidence. Yeah, so. I can't. I haven't found it yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's great talking to you. Happy Thank birthday. You. We have the same birthday, August Thank 12th. Thank you. Yeah, we are so, great Leos. And I like to keep celebrating that. every day. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Have a great set. Yeah. I can't wait to Thank watch you. it. That's my friend Mo Welch. You know what? Mo, I've, I've known Mo for a long time. Mo just got married a couple weeks ago. Let's hear it from Mo. It's very exciting. Oh, what did I write down? Oh, first of all, great job. Thank you. Second of all, I wrote down a note to tell you how I, I only came out to one grandparent and she helped me out a lot. I was very close with my Nana 
she didn't want to go to her 100th birthday, so she died two days before her 100th birthday, and then we had to bury her on her 100th birthday. She was a badass, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Prior to this, she'd had, a, she'd had a pacemaker put in her heart with a local anesthetic because she was too old to have a general... So they put shit in her heart while she was awake! Anyway, my nana's cool as fuck. That's how I came out to my nana. She goes... How many bedrooms in, uh... You in, uh, Z's apartment? And I said... One? And she goes... Oh, okay. What a cutie. <laughs> All right. Z was my ex-girlfriend's name. <laughs> Not like a pet name I have for Rhea. <laughs> Although it could be, sweetheart. You want me to start calling you my ex-girlfriend's name? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's what you've been waiting for. Because you always go... Talk about your ex-girlfriends more. You always say that to me. I'm like, shut up. I don't even bring them up ever. I don't want to talk about them. And you're like, please tell me at least one story. This is only funny for Rhea because I talk about my ex-girlfriends incessantly. <laughs> Daily detailed stories about their families. It doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, you guys, pals, friends, this next comic is, number one, awesome, number two, was actually on our very first show that we ever did. Oh, my God! Isn't that nice? So please, uh, welcome back, and also has done the show, like, a bunch of times since then. We never booked him again! <laughs> Till tonight, no, he's done, but please give it up for Zach Sherwin, give it up for Zach! I put a lot of hug intentionality into that elbow bump. I want everybody to know. Is this down enough, the screen? I don't have to do anything else? All right, cool. Can you see all right? I'm going to stand out of the way. Oh, you have one up there. Look at that. It'll be great. I didn't know either. The person behind you pointed. I'll stand over here. Uh, all right, so... Hello, everyone. I want to say one quick thing about Shape of Water because it was brought up tonight. Earlier today, I was at a coffee shop and eavesdropping instead of writing, and these two guys were talking about the movie Shape of Water, and one had never heard of it. Seems weird, but it happened. And uh, it was like listening to an unintentional game of taboo, because the guy who did know about the movie and was describing it was doing so without saying the word merman. <laughs> It was unbelievable. He was like, oh yeah, she falls in love with this creature. He's like uh, from the Amazon. And the other one's like, what, what kind of creature? And he's like, oh, sort of like a fish thing. And I just wanted to be like, merman, sorry. <laughs> okay, but that's not what I'm here to do tonight. Um, so can we have our first slide, please? Okay, so 
This is a picture of me when I'm a really little kid. Um, and on the left is my grandmother, who is still alive. But look, how, look how cute I was. Straight hair, little button nose, smooth skin. What happened? My pituitary gland. Okay, so my grandma is like 90 now. And uh, my grandpa, over on the right, um, died when I was 17. Uh, before I started doing comedy, and my grandmother tells me all the time um, how proud of me he would be that I'm, like, you know, pursuing my dream, quote-unquote. Quote, this is it. You guys are my dream. Thanks so much for doing that. <laughs> um, one thing that... Uh, I don't have memories of my grandpa before I remember that every morning he would have me do the jumble with him in the paper. Did anybody else do that? It's like letters for words scrambled up, and then you have to rearrange them and find out what words they are. And my grandpa did the jumble with me, I think, before I could read. He would, like, work it through. He loved it, and he wanted me to have it, too. And boy, do I. I does anyone else have... I, I obsessively rearrange letters, like, everything I look at. It's constant. The gift stuck with me, I think, more than was ever intended. So... There's so much of it, and it happens all the time. My friend, her aunt, like, died and left her, like, hundreds of tutus because she ran, like, a dance supply business. And then my friend had hundreds of tutus, and so now she owns a dance supply business. Like, it has to be that way. So similarly, my grandfather bequeathed this anagram thing to me, and now my mind just does it all the time. And I was like, I have to figure out a way to perform these. So you guys are going to get a first pass at it tonight. I picked some of my favorite anagrammed things. I don't know if they're the funniest ones. I don't know if it's going to be too many. Let's take the journey together. <laughs> I'm going to start off easy. Can we have our next slide, please? Okay, so this is a picture that you get when you Google California, obviously. <laughs> Today accepted. It's a, it's a very dry place most of the time. Let's have our next slide. If you rearrange the letters in hydrate, it spells dry heat. Um, so that should have been the other order. Dry heat spells hydrate. But it's just a reminder to you to stay hydrated. I'm starting off slow because I want to sort of get you used to the form. Quick audience check-in. You can, like, figure out that those are all the same letters, just in a different order if you want, but I encourage you to just relax and not check the work too much. That's what I'd be doing if I were you, but they're all, they're quadruple checked. Okay. Next slide, please. Um, this is a couple having a sandwich. Uh... That's what you get when you Google it. Um, if you meet somebody on a dating app, you could take them out for a sandwich. As evidenced by, next slide, eHarmony is ham on rye. Um, I will say I do follow a plant-based diet and don't actually advocate that anybody has uh, ham on rye sandwiches. I'm so compassionate towards animals, in fact, that I only eat carnivorous plants to reduce the overall amount of animal suffering. Okay, I gotta pick up the pace here. Next slide, please. This is a, um, this is one of the just vampire, I didn't even write in creepy vampire, it's just one of the vampire pictures. So it's baked in, next slide, that vampire is I'm a perv. Um, and this one's a local personal one. Next slide, please. Um, this is a picture of the 101. Um, every time I drive past a sign like this that has the words Normandy Ave on it, um, I anagram it to Evade Iron Man. And uh, I get this movie in my head of Iron Man swooping around the highway, like shooting laser bolts at everybody and me having to like drive off somehow, but it's congested or whatever. I, I don't have great Photoshop skills, but I worked this up. This might be what it would look like. 
if uh, that happened. Okay, uh, next slide. This is a Hanukkah menorah. The Hanukkah story is that of uh, the Maccabee brothers who defended the temple. My mom was a rabbi. We don't have time to go into all of it here. But uh, the Maccabee brothers, next slide. Menorah is hermano. Um, and then for the non-Jews in the place, um, I have a... Uh, there's a person wearing Easter bunny ears, and that is uh, an Easter, next slide, ear set. Okay, great. So, this is too many. I didn't budget enough. Let's move fast. Okay, next slide. That's Rihanna. Um, yeah, for sure. Her, her breakout single was uh, arguably Umbrella. This is awesome. Next slide. Rihanna, rain, nah. Just an umbrella. Next slide. This is the notorious B.I.G. His real name was Christopher Wallace. Uh, let's get that next slide. Heroic chap, swell art. <laughs> this next slide uh, is an adder, the snake, and it should fill you with dread. Next slide. Adder and dread. Does anybody know why I bring that up right now? I see it. Um, it is a puff adder. And next slide, that is Puff Daddy, who was uh, with the notorious B.I.G. Um, okay. I might advance us quickly through some slides because time's getting short. Can we go ahead and I'll... You can look fast. That's North Korea's nuke Earth mutated by radi radiation. This next one isn't funny at all. It's just timely. Next one. Impetus. The impetus for change results in... Time's up. It wouldn't have got a laugh. But yes, I'm, absolutely. I wanted to put it in. Okay, a couple miscellaneous ones. Um, that's a shooting star. This one's just beautiful. It soars tonight. Oh. Correct. <laughs> That's right. Um, and one just more interesting one. Uh, I was thinking about the phrase peanut allergy, and this one's really elegant. It's just peanut gallery. It's so... Okay, but I wanted to close with the dirty ones, because let's be honest, that's why we're all here. Uh, next slide. Uh, it's so crazy to me that um, my... It's so crazy to me that my favorite thing is an anagram of my favorite things to do it with... Next slide. Oral sex and Loraxes. Um, okay, that's obviously ridiculous, but uh, this next slide, that is an aloe vera plant. And uh, a friend of mine in junior high and high school had an aloe vera plant in his house, and we would break off leaves and squeeze the sap out of them and use it. Uh, we would sit on his couch and watch porn together and jerk off next to each other with aloe vera sap. Let's get real. Put your hands together. Anyways, I hadn't thought about that for a long time, uh, but I did remember it. I did remember it when I figured out that aloe vera and love area. Uh, <laughs> okay, and this is my last one. I'm sorry I'm going over. I'll make this really fast. Next slide, please. This is the North Dakota State College of Science where I performed in 2013. <laughs> it's, the show's as good as the name would make you think. Um, you can see that it's a science school because on that building at the back, there's an S for science. So uh, they're not fucking around. If you rearrange all the letters in North Dakota State College of Science, I'm just going to let you have it. It's um, let's go feel and or taste a nice hot cock. <laughs> What's great is that and or taste a nice hot cock. It's up to you to put together the combinations. Next slide. I love you, Grandpa, so much, and I miss you. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Zach Sherwin. Congratulations, Cameron and Rhea, on five years. See you guys at the 10th anniversary.
I am going to bring up our final comic, but I do have to comment on the let's feel and or taste a hot rock. Because I, when I was a kid, would collect rocks all the time, as a lot of kids would do. Now, you think I'm going to say something, but I'm not going to say that. Just be along for the ride. So... I need glasses. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, you're really calming me down like something really bad just happened. What's amazing is I'm not feeling it inside at all, but later on I'll be like, oh my God. What I was going to tell you is that my dog licked a rock in our house. It's not as funny as what I just did. Well, this has been my career in comedy. It was real fun for five years. I'm gonna go back to lawn maintenance. <laughs> I was thinking science. I thought it said rock. And like I said, when I was a kid, I liked to collect rocks. So I just have rocks on the brain. my dog likes to lick rocks in our house I like to call it his licking rock again it is a rock it begins with the letter R like what's on my hat I like to keep the letter R on my hat as a reminder <laughs> that word is rock oh that was fun anyway <laughs> Your next comic <laughs> is the final comic of the evening. She is a friend of the show and a friend of ours. She's also one of my favorite comics. You guys give it up for Eliza Skinner. Oh, wow. I mean, I already felt like I was going to have to come out here and talk about dicks. As the only actual dick admirer on the show. And they all talked about them, but like, you guys don't really have an eye for them. <laughs> Still the only straight lady on a show. But hey, it's because it's overrun with lesbians, so that's progress! <laughs> Yay! Um, I don't know how to feel about it. You didn't have to applaud, that was fine. It de after I said it, I was like, that seems weird. Um, so I, I agree with the tepid non-applause. <laughs> are all on the right page. But yeah, um, <laughs> I am not the, not only uh, the, the only straight lady, I'm also the only single lady. What? <laughs> on the show, huh? What a shock. <laughs> Never would have guessed what with the men in town being trash. <laughs> How'd she end up the single one? <laughs> the one who dates men is the single one? But why? Because <laughs> I don't eat sandwiches out of the garbage. <laughs> um, 
No, I'm looking. I'm looking, ladies. Um, uh, fellas, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> Raccoons, rats. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying being single. I'm enjoying it. Uh, this is the first time as an adult that I've really been single for like a significant amount of time because I was kind of going from relationship to relationship to relationship. Like they call it serial monogamy. And they say that like it's a bad thing. They'll say that like it's a, like it's a negative term. I disagree with that. I think, it's, I think it's a great term. I think it's a very poetic way of saying I'm super down with raw dogging. Because um, <laughs> condoms suck, right? There are no kids here. Condoms suck. Um, they're important. Use them. That's important. But uh, you know what? I'll be honest. I don't. I. I. I, I don't. I don't love it. You know. I. I, I don't. I don't agree with um, passing along STDs or, or unwanted pregnancies. But I also don't agree with kissing through a shower curtain. Um, <laughs> and that's what that feels like. I think it's important for me as a woman to talk about this because in sex ed we're taught they're like ladies. A man's going to tell you that he can't feel it with a condom on, and then he's going to steal your sex and run up a tree and hide it with his nuts, you know? And you're like, (laughs) keep it from him. Know his name. Know how to say it backwards so you can take your sex back. Um, (laughs) Doing a jig in the moonlight. Ha! Um... They scare us. They scare us in the, in the sex ed. And they're like, it's not about how you feel. You just lie there and think of babies. Um... Instead of encouraging women to like get in touch with our bodies and feel our feelings, you know, and for some of us, that feeling is like <laughs> wanting to, you know, have grown up sex. Um, oops, to you too. <laughs> I do, th- but I, you know, you got to meet somebody, talk, lock it down, get everybody tested, and then you know, then you have it, the the real sex. Um, and um. I do, the, the problem still, even in that situation, is the unwanted pregnancies. That's a serious thing. And that's something that I, that's why I think it's very important that scientists should be looking at ways for men to take more responsibility for reproduction. Men should have more options for contraception than they do. Like, and scientists should be doing that, because, I mean, if it was up to me, I think, like, visualizing it, it's like a thumbtack up the dick hole, but I know that's wrong. <laughs> Like, that can't be right, right? Because if it was, we would do it with scotch tape, right? No, it can't be that. Um, So scientists figure that out for all of us. All of us. Um, So yes, single. It's exciting, because like, ooh, who will I date next? What will I date next? I'll tell you this. I, uh, I don't think I could date a woman. Sorry, can't, can't do it. You've had your fill for this show. <laughs> I could not date a woman. I love women. I love them so much. I'm big time feminist, you know. I think you can ca- tell from like the cat hair and I don't care, you know. Um, <laughs> could not date a woman. Couldn't do it. And it's not, it's not the physical stuff. It's not that I'm like, oh, I don't want to go down on a woman. <laughs> I mean, I don't. But then again, the first time I heard about blowjobs, I wasn't like, ooh, yum, yum, give me some. You know? <laughs> I was like, yuck, they put it where? Gross, let's play Annie. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's not that. It's, it, you know, I, 
because I love him and I love spending time with him. I, I feel like it would make more sense to date women. Honestly, I feel like a cat that wants to fuck dogs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like it would be, make so much more sense if I wanted to fuck other cats. We could talk about cat things. <laughs> we could share pants. <laughs> but I just don't want to date. I, I could just, I can't, because they're, I could just, they all believe in ghosts. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I just, I can't have that conversation over and over. I already, every time I go to a party, there's like a bunch of girls who are like, Eliza, come here, we're talking about ghosts. (laughs) No! I'm becoming one. (laughs) And then I have to be nice and go over and like, okay, so go, okay, so what was it? Oh, it was an old lady and a little girl. Okay. And they were friends. All right, sure. And they lived in the same corner of that bed and breakfast. They're just hanging out. (laughs) And you just kept going back there. Okay, why not? (laughs) Ghosts aren't real. Ghosts are not real. If ghosts were real, thank you, ghost. If ghosts were real, there would be ghosts everywhere all the time. We'd be thick with ghosts. You'd be calling into work like, oh, I'm sorry I was late. There were just ghosts on the 405. Just ghost, 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 all the way to Culver City. Because a lot of people die there. She burned highway death. Come on. We should all be, we should all be aware of it and on time. Um, and it, 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 I, I don't understand why people love talking about ghosts so much. They love it. They like bring it up apart. Like, it's never a cool story. It's never like, oh, my ghost, her name was Janet. She'd sit on the end of my bed and be like, not those shoes, girl. Those. That's fun. No, the stories are like, oh, who's my ghost? It was a hand. Just a hand. But it could still say, my baby, my baby, yuck, yuck. Don't tell me that at a party. (laughs) Best case scenario, ghosts all sound like they have OCD. They're all like, oh, I'm going to go to heaven after I turn on and off this light switch for 20 years. So yeah, not gonna date a woman. <laughs> my new thing is, uh, I'm, my new type, handsome men. <laughs> gonna date a handsome man this time. <laughs> Wasn't my type in the past. In the past, it was, you know, like little creative, little, you know, comedy guys. Uh, you know, like, oh, goblins, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I figured out the riddle of this joke, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, like awkward, creative guys, right? That was my type. Because I didn't trust handsome men, because I, kn- you know, handsome men, they're bad guys. They're bad guys. They treat women like, like garbage because you, they can just get another one whenever they want. So you think they're re- replaceable. And, and, and they, they cheat at ski competitions. They're bad. They're bad guys. You know who you can trust? You know who loved you the whole time? the awkward, creative dork. And I was like, wait, where did I learn this? Oh, oh, because the awkward, creative dorks grew up and made 8,000 movies telling me that. (laughs) And my experience, handsome men, pretty nice. They're pretty chill with women. Their attitude seems to be, oh, ladies, they come to my swim meets all the time and bring me brownies for no reason. I like them. The awkward creative guys are like, she wouldn't dance with me in high school. I'll show them all. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, you guys have been fun. I'm Eliza Skinner. Oh, it's so funny. Ah, sorry, I almost killed you. Eliza Skinner, Eliza what's up? She is so right about ghosts. <sighs> I'm so scared of ghosts. You are very scared of ghosts. You, good gravy. It is a problem. Anyway, so she's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, my dog likes to lick this rock. <laughs> <laughs> It really is very funny, though. He just walked over to it in the corner. We were having dinner. Standing up. And Rhea had found this large <laughs> rock, and she brought it to our house. And I'm not sure why she did that. What I'm learning is that she used to collect rocks as a child. <laughs> yeah. It's a doorstop. She just has this big rock. There's like a big rock at our house. <laughs> I have never paid any attention to it. Yeah. One time we were having dinner. This was very recent. This was two weeks ago. We were having dinner, seated at our kitchen table. Yeah. And our dog Murph walked past us, didn't look at us, walked over the rock, licked it four times, left. <laughs> there was a little wet spot little on the rock. Dark. On the rock. What the hell was it. he doing? I don't know. He went directly to it, licked it immediately. No sniffing, no checking it out. Just, just like I have to lick this rock. Like I think Turn that around. it's business he's been doing the whole time. We just have missed it. Like we just happened to be sitting there mm -hmm. at the time he had to clock in. <laughs> the time he had to rock in. Oh no! <laughs> Rock in with a cock in. That's what I always say. Or out. That's an and or for sure. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. What a great show. Let's hear for everybody tonight. <laughs> Rhea Butcher. Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for coming. One more time for our producers. We will see you next week. Thanks for five years. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.